So, John Legend fixed his face to cover Nina Simone's feeling good during Biden's inauguration party. The song speaks of a new day upon us, and one would think that's an appropriate song for a party pushing unity and peace. But the gag is, Nina Simone moved to Liberia in 1974 in search of peace. Good morning, good day, good evening, my beautiful children of the sun. It's Amari Freeman here and welcome to No Cream, No Sugar, where we like all things like we like our coffee. So I was going to release this episode on Friday, as I mentioned on Instagram at Amari Sips. But then I saw on my email that my L shirt was arriving over the weekend and I am a woman of my word. So this episode I'm recording wearing the L, those Georgia peaches served me up on January 5th and I am wearing it proudly sippers and sippets because I'm getting my life at that bitch named Mitch trying to pull stunts and shows with Schumer. <laughs> now I realize sippers and sippets that you need to see to believe. So head on over to the gram or the books or tweet tweet and see this photographic proof of this L that I caught. <laughs> Orange duck is gone. Sippers and sippets. <laughs> I know you all are absolutely thrilled. I'm personally saddened by this revelation. <gasps> I have all this deep-rooted pettiness residing in the depths of my soul and absolutely nowhere to put it, honey. I mean, there's Orange Duck's last hurrah, but other than that, lay sigh. Biden and Harris haven't done anything yet to deserve a contempt-filled nickname, so pettiness shall have to wait. May it not have to wait too long. However, there were some themes to discuss, though, sippers and sippets, that came out of the inauguration festivities. So today, we're going to sprinkle the ashes on the dust that is Orange Duck's last day as El Presidente. Then we're going to discuss the spectacle of the inauguration and then dive deeper into some of the messaging and actions already put forth by the new administration. Lego. But first, let's get into my situation over here. I'm back on my coffee, gang, gang, gang. All of these holiday festivities and diet plans and whatnot had me drinking tea and champagne and whiskey and all that other stuff that wasn't coffee. It's time to bring it back to our pour overs and French presses. And as I mentioned in episode two, Porch Coffee had some new flavors out and that I would be giving them a try when I had the chance. And the chance has arrived, honey. But they're hotter than a curling iron right now. So going online to secure the bag is not an option at the moment. So I bundled up like Bernie <laughs> and went over to Sustainable Home Goods to go right to their Black and Indigenous Makers Collection section and scoop me that Congo blend they had on dick. <laughs> You can listen to episode two to hear about Portrait Coffee. Let's get into sustainable home goods real quick. SHG partners with artesian entrepreneurs locally and globally to create sustainable jobs, communities, and a world via commerce. It's a win-win for everybody. You get some dope pieces full of artistry and culture in your space while the artists you support it brings fiscal opportunity to themselves and their community. Go to YourSustainableHome.com to get you some very cute, fair, and ethical products for your home today. So Orange Duck rode out on you hoes like he said he would. (laughs) He gave his farewell speech at the Andrews Air Base in Maryland and in a video statement released by the White House. Now, it goes without saying he lied his ass off. (laughs) But this is the last hoorah, sippers and sippets. I probably won't be mentioning him outside this episode without it pertaining to his treasons and failed mutiny attempt. So I'm going to dump as much petty as I possibly can at his most infamous lies he told that morning, starting with... 
Columbusing the VA Choice Healthcare Program, claiming for the 5011 time that he and his homies passed that. No, Tropicana, you did not. That would be President Obese in partnership with Bundle Up Bernie and the Maverick in 2014. What Pulp Free did pass was the VA Mission Act of 2018 that expanded the eligibility for Obese's health care program. That was number one. Number two, he was out there Columbusing oil and gas production, claiming he had unlocked U.S.'s energy resources, making us the world's number one producer of oil and natural gas. That too belongs to OBZ since 2012. Then there's three, this good old wall, this powerful, more than 450 miles of new wall. (laughs) So let's unpack this a little bit. There is indeed 453 miles of pointless and ineffective border barriers. However, 47 of said miles cover areas where barriers had not existed before. The remaining 406 miles replaced existing wall that was either dilapidated or outdated. So what we basically have here, sippers and sippets, is maintenance. Number four, let's go to his unemployment claims, shall we? Sonny D said he achieved record low unemployment with the black and brown people and women. What is being conveniently left out of this equation, sippers and sippets, is COVID. As of December 2020, African-American unemployment rate is 9.9%, Hispanic 9.3%, women 6.7%, and Asians 5.8%. All of the above, well above average. Number five, the job claims, saying, had it not been for the pandemic, we would have seen numbers that have never been seen before. Already our numbers are the best ever. simply orange? No. Even before COVID, your job numbers lag behind several other presidents. Add the pandemic and you riding out with the U.S. at around 3 million jobs fewer than when you started. So no ma'am citrus. And then there's six, these tax cuts. He said his cuts were the largest cuts in history. Nope. 1981, 2010, and 2013 were larger tax cuts. The only thing that is the largest that Minute Maid had was audacity. (laughs) And that's saying a lot because there were some presidents with some motherfucking gall. Number seven, Melania is so popular with the people. (laughs) Florida's natural. Now, you know, only the proud boys and girls cared for the first lady. Hell, Melania didn't care for the first lady. Wednesday was the first time in four years I have personally heard her speak. And it was a pure display of joy to be getting the fuck up out of D.C. She was only there so she wouldn't get fined. And as soon as that ass lost, she called the moving men on some, mm-hmm, yes, 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 the couch, the linen, and the china, that's ours, careful that's for Nassetti hold it from the bottom she wasted no tears on not being in that bitch for a second term number eight his war claim uncle matt said i am especially proud to be the first president in decades who has not started any new wars now context is key here sippers and sippets because uncle matt likes to play with words no he has not formally declared war in his four years as president However, the U.S. has not declared war since World War II. What the U.S. likes to do is engage military action in use of the authorization of military force granted by Congress to the president. Bush, too, used it for the Iraq war and Obizi used it to intervene in Syria. Now, this is the part where I botch up people's names, so my apologies in advance. In saying that, Uncle Matt used military action abroad in 2019 with the killing of Islamic State leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. What? 
I'm trying here, forgive me. And in 2020, ordering an airstrike in Iran, killing Iranian General Kasim Soleimani. What? I'm pretty sure I botched that up too. <laughs> he also increased U.S. drone strikes in Somalia. That's on the abroad front. On the domestic front, no, he didn't start any culture wars that didn't already exist, but he sure as hell contributed. Finally, nine, he took claim to the COVID-19 vaccine. You know, the vaccine that Moderna and Pfizer are working their asses off to disassociate from him because it's already an uphill battle to get citizens to take it. You throw him in the mix and it's a whole lot of hell nows coming from the people. He said a few more cute fibs, thanked the people and took off on the chopper to Florida to go play a round of golf on his course or some shit. Whatever. Sippers and sippets, as I said before, orange face, orange juice, orange duck is not the worst bigoted president this nation has had, but he's certainly been the most um, catalytic one of them. And I'm a little wary that he's gone. What? Yes. Remember in episode two, go listen if you haven't already. In fact, now's a good time to like and subscribe. I mentioned the parentals being prepared to disown me if I did what I did in 2016. And what I did or didn't do rather was vote. <gasps> Sure didn't. Two reasons and two reasons only. Let me put on my serious voice. First of all, I am 1000% over the black strategy of voting for the lesser of two evils. And I have never been for the acceptance by so many marginalized individuals of the idea of incremental change. That's yucky. Right. The Democratic Party would be obsolete without its black constituents. And they are centuries past due on implementing black and brown agendas. The level of entitlement they have felt for far too long is unwarranted. And there needs to be repercussions for coming into black spaces to ask for the black vote without any real intention of restitution. <laughs> and before any of you start, miss the hell out of me with that ancestor rhetoric, or if you don't vote, then you can't have an opinion mess. First of all, the latter is quite elitist. There's plenty of black people that systemic racism has stripped of their right to vote and their opinions are just as valid as the next. Voter suppression is also a thing. Stop acting like a new black. And there are a plethora of black people, myself in this mix, with valid ass reasons to be hard pressed to give their endorsement to a portion of the system created against them. Now for the prior, you all know how I feel about you Negroes bringing up ancestors illegitimately so, but I will add this. Our ancestors died for a lot of things, most notably freedom. So for me, if the move is not in a direction pointed towards freedom, I truly don't understand where you think you're trying to take me. <laughs> and as far as incremental change goes, it's equivalent to that trickle down mess they be over there trying to feed to the lower income individuals. Both have you sitting at the bottom looking up, waiting for something that those on top have no intentions of dropping below to you. Change is not incremental and your vote is not a symbolic gesture. Second of all, picture it, Terminus 2016. Amari is chilling with some activist homies after a little debrief when she decides to share a deep, dark secret of hers. This is the part where I stop talking in third person. I say, homies, can I tell y'all something in confidence? Because, you know, I can't say it out loud for fear of being exiled from the black community. Homies say, spill it, girl, spill it. I whisper, I really do think Trump should win. And the homies burst out, yo, you too? I said, oh, this is a consensus? Homie said, Oh, hell yeah. And then we collectively went, these niggas think we playing. That we just out here with signs and chance and shit for fun. 
And it was at that moment when I decided not to vote in the 2016 national election. My good, good black people, many of you were on a whole new level of new blackness during the Obama administration, honestly believing you had arrived to the promised land when you were really in la-la land, completely ignoring, even condemning at times the efforts of black activists and movement workers out here trying to warn and protect your asses from white oppression and white supremacy that has been here forever, even during obesity. And it took Trump for you to finally get off your asses, get up and insist that Black Lives Matter and say her name. And even then, hell, it took Breonna Taylor for you to finally get up and say her name. So I have no regrets. In fact, let's bring it back. I'm weary because it is not white oppression or supremacy or OPP-ness that will be the demise of us, my good, good black people. It will be our complacency and lackluster effort to know freedom that will be our demise. So now that you have voted out, seemingly defeated the evil Trump and he's off in the chopper headed to Shady Pines, what's next? We gonna keep moving forward? Or does our desire for a false sense of normalcy in this time of global crisis extend to racism? All right, now that accidentally turned into a sermon. Let's bring it back a little bit. Take a little sip of this here Congo from the portrait. Go ahead and re-up on your situation too so we can sit together as we get into the culture within Wednesday's festivities. And the winner for this year's Baddest Bitch of the Year Award at the 69th Annual Presidential Inauguration goes to Michelle LaVon Robinson, Obama. Like a tribe called Quest, you have to say her whole name for that royal sleigh that she bestowed upon our undeserving eyes. Her hair layeth before the gods, goddesses, and orishas. The length, mm. the flips, mm. the sheen. Mm. Madam C.J. Walker came down and laid her ancestral hands on that hair. Yes. You hear me? Yanae, you did that, girl. Face was beat, of course. And then there was the outfit, bit. The Sergio Hudson oxblood jumpsuit, bit. Yeah. Queen Obese had something to say to you peasants on Wednesday. Went a little something like this. My faithful subjects, you have been hoodwinked. <gasps> bamboozled my 2017 ponytail soccer mom tease was not an indictment of my ability to make you gag but rather a bare minimum required to not get fined it's 2021 now yeah a new day is amongst us and i've come not to play with you hoes i've cometh to slayeth bitch now clear a path my faithful subjects, so I may stomp the pavement and make it bleed. Yes! Queen Obizi, you had a liberationist name, Amari, out here seriously wanting to get oppressed real quick so that I could get that flip action back one good time for the 9-9 and 2000 just to pay homage to you. I bow before your slayness. I'd like to take this moment to give an honorable mention to the Italian stallion, the one and only Petunia. She had an interview with Miss Joy Reid on Inauguration Eve, walking through the halls of Congress in stilettos. What? Now, one might say she's always in stilettos, Amari. That's nothing new. And to that I say, she ain't always been 80, bitches. <laughs> Sippers and sippets, 80. There's women out here in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who walk like Reptar yeah. in two-inch heels. And Petunia is out here gliding through Congress in stilettos at motherfucking 80. And for that, Miss Pelosi, you are a goddamn goal. 
life has returned to the capital, sippers and zibets, and we lived on day one. We lived for Bernie Sanders, who looked like a black churchwoman sitting in the fifth pew, trying not to show her impatience for the pastor extending his sermon an hour and a half past one. He looked like he was just coming in to say hello and wasn't going to stay too long because he had to catch the post office before it closed on his way home. He looked like your mama when you asked and got suspended. Now she got to wait outside the principal's office for 20 minutes to get your ass back in school. He looked like <laughs> that mean girl that be in the club all by herself in a corner because she wanted to be out, but not really. She just didn't want to be at the house by herself. So she is not here for your pickup lines, just her drink and her highly curated Instagram pics. He looked like every black woman that has had to go to the beautician to get her hair done with the hair appointment being at 10 a.m. and she is still waiting at 4 p.m. But how dare you show up 20 minutes late Because then your damn appointment will get cancelled <laughs> Lady Gaga gave life in that tutu That big ass bird on her chest Is debatable It looked like it was ready to take flight But the tutu was cute JLo served Saying is debatable But she served face And she served body Like she usually does Barry served us up black cool As usual Nothing to see there And then there was Amanda Black Girl Magic Gorman Who gave us Maya Angelo, Nikki Giovanni realness Just straight up Truly stole the show And we've already discussed The queen But it must be duly noted That where there is a Michelle There will be a Bush Jr. Somewhere lurking <laughs> She is the ebony queen To his ivory kingdom And you will put some respect on it May nothing ever happened to Barry because trust in the unfortunate event that something does Laura Bush will be a widow and GWB will be the first white Negro in line to come to console Michelle and shoot his shot. Some of the coup slash mutiny Republican participants showed their audacity via their presence. That's yucky. You could feel the shade of the Democrats resonating through the television it was marvelous and one time for showtime representing for the hbcus hey! and that's when i tapped out because inauguration day is just that a whole damn day and i was tired i did come back though to listen to the black pumas because i adore them and then i just so happened to listen to john legend have the nerve to fix his face to sing nina simone's feeling good for the occasion first of all he ain't got the range for that Second of all, on a day where the theme was peace and unity, the gag is Nina Simone was very much into the ideology of by any means necessary, including violence and force, and was very loud about it, sippers and sippets, telling MLK to his whole face one day, I do not believe in that nonviolent protesting issue are talking, for which he responded, okay, sis, you, you don't have to. She moved to Liberia in the 70s because white America was doing too much, and she wanted peace and to feel a sense of home that's a perfect segue into the final topic of today go re-up on your situation sippers and sippets while i pour me up some more of this good good congo before we get into the biden and harris administration So the thing from last Wednesday by the administration was unity and peace and togetherness. What was that Biden said, my good, good black people? Your dreams of justice will be deferred no longer. While we appreciate the Langston Hughes reference, we're going to have to call yada yada woo woo, my good, good black people, on this here cry for all of us to come together and unite to face America's 
toughest challenges. Bitch, what superhero cartoon have you been watching lately? Captain Planet? <laughs> no, baby. This is not how this works. You cannot unite people around political and medical agendas when the crux of their division is whether a group of people have the right to exist. You can't put that aside to address a pandemic. You can't look for commonalities in a person that seeks to oppress and or kill you. And why should that be requested of us, my good, good black people and those from marginalized communities? Why should any black or brown individual search for commonalities within the very people that oppress them? That sounds like a job not of our own, my good, good black people, sippers and sipettes. That sounds like a job for them allies and them. We should not be interested in false proclamations of unity, my good, good black people, particularly when that quote unquote unity tends to come at the expense of our liberty and retribution. Quite frankly, any talks of unity that is not backed by actions of accountability and atonement shall fall on deaf ears, at least for me. Can't speak for the entire black caucus. Obese once told the protesters, you got to tell them what you want. You can't just be out here just marching. I thought Obese was full of shit for that. But I've come ready with my list of demands since then, nonetheless. So Biden administration, here we go. I need every last one of them terrorists that pissed on the Capitol and threatened to kill Petunia and hang Pincy in jail for the max sentence of insurrection. I need every last one of them senators and representatives that conspired the insurrection and coup fired and put in jail for the max sentence of insurrection. I need every last cop that was taking selfies with the terrorists or were out there on a day off kicking it with the terrorists fired and put in jail for the max sentence of insurrection. Speaking of cops, I need all the ones that have assaulted, raped, and or murdered a black person in jail expeditiously. That goes for their terrorist friends that didn't have time to make it to the Capitol, but they're still out here threatening the lives of black people too. I need every black person that is in jail excessively for minor crimes, crimes they did not commit, or marijuana possession released yesterday. I need every Karen that's fixed their face to call the cops on innocent black people charged with attempted murder and put in a jail cell with a bitch named Bertha for a very long time. (laughs) Legislation is like a company's mission or value statement. It's only as good as the people in place to uphold them. Criminal justice reform doesn't mean shit if the same racist ass cops, lawyers, and judges are in place to uphold that legislation. Therefore, I need to see more black and brown judges cops and government officials, local, state, and national. I need a reparations bill shouting. Yes. And I don't just mean monetary compensation. I need a full-on comprehensive reparations bill that addresses affordable housing, education, health care, homelessness, tax incentives for existing and startup Black businesses, community building and sustainability, protections from discriminatory practices such as gerrymandering, voter suppression, and gentrification, monetary compensation, and finally the 40 acres and the fucking mule that you still owe me from the last reparations. Breach! Now I realize that it's 2021 and mules have been replaced by technology but it's the principle, Smokey. Give me my goddamn mule. And it is only when my demands have been met when I will entertain any peace and unity negotiations. Until then, miss me and hopefully you too, my good, good black people, sippers and sippets with that yada yada woo woo. Again, can't speak for the black caucus, only myself. 
I didn't vote for Biden and Harris for black agendas. I voted for them because one, I forgot Elizabeth Warren's name when it came time to write it in. (laughs) And two, Democrats are historically better at governing during a crisis. And I am ready to go back outside and play without Corona trying to take my lungs, sense of smell, taste buds, or life. So go do what you do well, Democrats, and put guardrails around Miss Rona and some competent people in there in important positions within the government. You're already off to a very good start on that. Dr. Foss is so goddamn happy he don't know what to do with himself. <laughs> He's a brand new man on every news outlet he can book himself on right now to let you know, my good, good black people, sippers and sip bets, that he is back, baby. <laughs> By popular demand, Biden has signed executive orders to make them niggas in government wear a motherfucking mask. The press secretary come to the mic with two masks on, on you hoes, okay? Speaking of executive orders, he's been signing them left and right, at least 30 in his first three days. The most notable ones are restoring the collective bargaining power and worker protections for federal workers and lays the foundation for $15 minimum wage, calls for assistance to those who are struggling to buy food, missed out on stimulus checks, or are unemployed, creates the COVID-19 Health Equity Task Force to help ensure an equitable pandemic response and recovery, stops the United States withdrawal from the World Health Organization with Dr. Anthony Fauci, Fauci, Fuchi, becoming the head of the delegation of who extends the existing nationwide moratorium on evictions and foreclosures until at least March 31st. My personal favorite extends the existing pause on student loan payments and interest for Americans with federal student loans until at least September 30th. Praise his name. Yes, God. Rejoins the Paris Climate Accord, prevents workplace discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, restores DACA, halts the border, and a bunch of more orders that reverse Trump's orders that reverse Obama's orders. So see, Democrats, y'all do this so well. Please keep doing processes and procedures just like that. Don't come to me with that peace and unity mess. Because then I'm going to have to tell you about yourself as soon as one of them proud boys or girls or one of them races in blue assaults an unarmed and non-threatening black person. So what have we learned today, sippers and sippets? Orange face. What? Duck. What? Juice. <laughs> is gone and I am truly beside myself. The ass kissers he's left behind in House and Senate are just not the same. I will never be this entertained at incompetence again. The inauguration festivities announced to the country that melanin has returned to the White House, bitches. And it came through dripping all over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest. And the Biden administration has set up shop dishing out executive orders, replacing Trump lackeys with professionals and preaching unity and peace. Yada, yada, woo woo. We're not trying to hear sippers and sippets. We need that stimulus check in our right hand and the reparations check in our left. And then we'll entertain talks of peace and unification. And that's a wrap for this week's episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Adamari Sips. Check out this episode's description to snatch the links to those fabulous Black-owned businesses that I mentioned in today's episode. And the Patreon has finally arrived, honey, because this ish ain't free. Please go to patreon.com slash no cream, no sugar to support the situation. So until next week, boys and girls, and all the beauty in between. And remember, by any means necessary, Omari out. Omari out.